Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. Fantastic. Merry Christmas, if you didn't hear me say it already before. What a, what a day it would have been there to be there on that first Christmas. Um, it's great to have you with us here today. If you're a visitor here, it's great to have you with us. My name is Andrew. I'm the pastor here. Um, and you know, Christmas is a, a really special time. I hope you had a, gr- a good morning this morning. Has anyone opened some presents already? Any, any kids opened some presents? Any big kids opened some presents? Fantastic. Good fun. But you know what? Sometimes Christmas can be a hard day for some people. And whoop, I think we've... No. Uh, um, sometimes it's a day when we, we really miss those that aren't here with us at Christmas time. And I, I pray that today as we celebrate what Jesus came and did, that we would know His peace and His joy uh, through all the things that we do today, that we would know His peace and joy above and below and around everything we do. You know, we've got some crazy Christmas traditions. Does anyone have some crazy Christmas family traditions? Any, any, anything come to mind? You don't have to yell it out. You can just keep it quietly to yourself right now. But, you know, think about it. Christmas trees for a moment. Like, I think it's a bizarre concept to go out and chop down a tree and bring it into the house at Christmas time for a start. That's just a weird tradition. And one tradition I love is that we have plum pudding pretty much every year. Mum makes a plum pudding. Yep, we've got it today. Awesome. Um, I love that tradition. But there's so many crazy Christmas traditions. Like the fairy lights, all the decorations, all the stuff we do at Christmas time is bizarre. And there's, there's some of it, we've got a couple of DVDs at home to try and explain some of the crazy traditions that we have and where they came from and why we do them. But uh, it's a little bit weird. You know, think about a bonbon. Like, who came up with the idea of a bonbon? These little cardboard rolls that have weird little plastic toys in them that are completely useless. (laughs) And then the worst possible hats you could ever imagine inside them. And like, but they're great. We love them. Every year we do bonbons as a family. But who comes up with these things? Now, but I've got to ask though, how do you know that every year inside the bonbon is going to be that weird little plastic toy and a crazy Christmas hat? How do you know? You don't know. You don't know without any doubt that it's going to be a little hat and a little crazy plastic toy. It could be something different. In fact, one year I reckon we, we had some and they had different things inside of them. But I thought this morning, can I get a volunteer? Because you can't pull a bonbon by yourself. That's just killing Christmas festivity. Are you willing to come up here, be on the camera out the front here and help me pull the bonbon? Here we go. Fantastic. Let's shift this out of the way so everyone can see. Now, now you know, the, the, the crazy Christmas tradition of the bonbon is you can't just grab it and pull. You've got to, like, find the little thing inside. So you get the really good bang. And uh, so you want to find your little, little popper thing in there. Actually, it looks like it's stuck on there pretty well. You, you can't hold that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, on the count of three, actually, we'll, we'll count down from three and we'll go on, on zero. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Oh, you tell you what, you can have the toy. But I, want, no, I need the crown. <laughs> Crazy plastic toy. We've got a, what are those things called? Um, protractor? Fantastic. You can use that at school next year. 
You look so excited. Give her a hand. Woo! <laughs> Thanks, Melani. And the the part of Christmas lunch. Oh, sorry, I forgot the jokes. Let's just let's just see if I'll censor this first. Why did nobody bid for Rudolph and Blitzen on eBay? Because they were too dear. <sighs> Sorry if I spoiled Christmas lunch today, can't read that one. And then you get the crazy Christmas hat. There we are. And do you tuck the ears in or leave them out? I can never quite decide. I think I'm going to have to leave mine out because uh, I can't tuck them in. And there is the crazy Christmas hat. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Not crazy Christmas hat, but what are you wearing this Christmas? And I tell you what, Nalani, I'm not going to stand up here and sp speak in this the whole time. You can have the hat back. There we are. <laughs> what are you wearing this Christmas? Not physically, not on the outside, but what are you wearing on the inside this Christmas? Because you see, Christmas isn't about all the crazy traditions. As fun as it is, popping bonbons and getting crazy silly hats that rip in the first three seconds you wear them. Sorry, I think it's already ripped. Um, it's not about the crazy Christmas traditions. It's about a gift. And it's not about our gifts to each other. It's not about the gifts we receive from each other. But it's about God's gift to us. And it might not be what you think it is. But it's way better than any Christmas hat is way better than any Christmas present we can give each other. And I just want to pray this morning that we would really understand what that gift is all about. Lord God, we thank you for your love for us, that you came to the world you created, that you came as a, a little innocent baby. And Lord Jesus, you lived a, a pure life and then you gave yourself as a sacrifice for our sins. And Lord, I just pray today that you would help us to know the fullness of what you have done for us, that we would know the joy and the peace that comes not from the presence and the lights and all the traditions, Lord, but it would, that those true peace and joy and all those things, Lord, would come from what you've done for us. We thank you, Lord, for that. Work in our hearts today, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to read together from Matthew chapter 2. Talking about the wise men, Jesus has been born and these wise men have followed the star all the way until they go and see King Herod and they, they ask the religious leaders, where was the Messiah meant to be born? Where are we supposed to find this baby? And they say, in Jerusalem. And so the, the wise men follow the star and they go all the way there and we read in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 10 it says, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. You know, the wise men came with their gifts. They gave him these extraordinary gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Anyone have any gold to give away this year? No. I wonder if you've ever given a gift at Christmas time and you know like if you've had a, a family thing or a, a friend's swap or maybe a Kris Kringle at school or at work and you, you've given someone a gift and you're like, oh, yeah, that's nice, thank you, very, very nice. And then they've given you a gift and like you've given them a gift and then they give you a gift. Like the, the budget was 20 bucks or $50 or whatever it might have been for your Kris Kringle thing 
and you've kind of you've gone out and you've got them a nice present for the money you're supposed to spend, but they've spent like twenty times the amount you're supposed to spend. They've given you a gift, like whoa, that's crazy. And in that, I don't know if you've ever had that feeling, and it can be embarrassing. You're like, I bought you that thing that's pretty much useless, but I gave it to you because I care about you. I'm trying to be nice, but you've just just gone all out and bless me it can be embarrassing you can even feel humiliated in that moment and I hope you don't feel humiliated in that moment later today if someone gives you a crazy gift you just say thank you so much I'm going to enjoy this because you know what I think for some of us sometimes God's gift to us can be a little bit like a gift like that we can think, wow, I don't deserve this. God, I'm not worthy of what you've done for me. I haven't earned it. I don't deserve it. I can't possibly accept this gift that you've given for me. But that's just it. Jesus came as a gift. It is a gift to you and I. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death. That's what we've all earned. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a gift to you if you will receive it. Church, God wants to clothe you in His love. He doesn't want to clothe you, clothe you in crazy Christmas hats and all the garbage that goes, I mean, not garbage, all the, the stuff that goes along with Christmas. I promise you some of your rubbish bins are going to be pretty full later today with all the wrapping and all the plastic and all the packaging. But God wants to clothe you in His love. I want to read a passage this morning that might seem a little bit strange to read on Christmas Day. It might seem a little bit weird to read this today. It's from the book of Exodus, where God is preparing His people to enter the promised land. God's preparing them and He's giving them all kinds of instructions about how He wants them to live and what they need to do. But this particular passage is where He's instructing them how to prepare the priests, the ones that would lead the people in relationship with him and they had to prepare a certain way and now some traditions are just plain weird and crazy but other traditions have meaning and purpose and I wonder if you can hear the meaning and the purpose behind the instructions as I read them today from Exodus chapter 29 verse 1 it says, This is the ceremony you must follow when you consecrate Aaron and his sons to serve me as priests. Take a young bull, two rams with no defects, then using choice flour, choice wheat flour and no yeast, make loaves of bread, thin cakes mixed with olive oil and wafers spread with oil. Sounds more like a Christmas celebration party food table, maybe, you're thinking. Maybe not. Place them in a small, single basket and present them at the entrance of the tabernacle, along with the young bull and the two rams. Present Aaron and his sons at the entrance of the tabernacle, and wash them with water. Dress Aaron and his, in his priestly garments, the tunic, the robe worn with the ephod, the ephod itself and the chest piece. Then wrap the decorative sash on the ephod around him. Place the turban on his head. Can you picture the turban? I should have brought a turban. That would have been cool. I don't have one. <laughs> And fa fasten the sacred medallion or the uh, diadem, which is like a crown. Fasten the crown to the turban. Then anoint him by pouring the anointing oil over 
his head. Before Aaron and the priests could be crowned and anointed, sacrifices were made. A perfect, spotless sacrifice. Then they were washed. Then they were clothed. A turban placed on their heads. And then the the diadem, the crown, was placed on top of the turban. And finally the anointing oil was poured out upon them. And now you might be thinking, why is he reading that and what's that got to do with Christmas? God now wants to prepare us as a new kind of priest. In 1 Peter chapter 2, it talks about how God has called us to be, become a kingdom of priests, to become a, a, a group of people, to become people who will lead others to a, not a place, but into God's presence to know Him to have life and eternal life with him. And Jesus came to give his life as the perfect sacrifice. That sacrifice has been made once for all time. And we are washed as those priests were washed by putting our faith in Jesus. The moment we turn from our sin and say, thank you Jesus that you died on the cross for my sin. We are washed clean. It says our sin is removed as far as the east is from the west. We are washed. You know, baptism is a public declaration about what has already taken place. It's not through baptism that we're saved, but baptism is a a public thing where we are washed physically to, to declare that spiritually we have been washed. Then it says we to be commanded. We are commanded to be clothed. In Colossians three, it talks about putting on kindness, compassion, mercy, humility, gentleness, and patience, but not crazy hats. Galatians five tells us the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in us: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. All the fruit of the Spirit, God wants to produce in us. But it's a continual working together with God to see those things come to pass in our life. But it's not doing those things that we are saved. It's through putting our faith in Jesus Christ, God's gift to us, that we are washed and that we can live for Him. And finally, God wants to crown you after placing His righteousness, His turban of righteousness upon our head. He wants to crown you so that you would know that you're a son and daughter of the living God. He wants to crown you with authority that you can pray and know that God hears your prayers. He wants to crown you with a sense of belonging in His family. That people would see that you're a child of the living God through the way that you live for Him. And then finally it says they were anointed and the, the, the anointing oil was poured out upon them. God wants to anoint you and pour out His Spirit upon you to to anoint you for service in His kingdom, to, to lead the way for people to come to know Him, to be that kingdom of priests so that others would come and live in His presence also and show others the way to that promised place of rest with Him in this life and for eternity. You know, there's, there's three ways we can respond to God's gift. Three ways we can go with this gift that God has given for us. Number one is we can say, God, I'm not worthy. 
I don't deserve what you've, do- what you've done for me. You know, we, we've all sinned. We all know we've done the wrong things at times. And we can feel like with that expensive gift that I'm not worthy of this, I don't deserve this, I'm not good enough. Maybe at some point in your life you felt like you, you have given your life to Jesus and you want to live for Him, but at some point you've done something and you feel like I could never earn or deserve God's grace anymore. I could never earn His forgiveness. But God didn't ask us to make ourselves worthy. He simply asked that we come to Him and acknowledge what He has done for us, that we would be washed through faith in Him. Just as the wise men came, it wasn't their amazing gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh that pleased God. It was the fact that they came. that They had faith and they came and bowed down and worshipped Him. They could have brought a box of Lego. They could have brought some, I don't know what else you might have brought. (laughs) They probably didn't have boxes of Lego. It wasn't their gifts, but it was that they came with faith. The second response we might have is, you know what? I don't need this. I don't see how this has anything to do with my life. I don't see how this is going to help me. I don't understand how this could have anything to do with me, what Jesus did. And whether we deny God's existence or just decide that we're good enough on our own, to reject God's gift is to turn our back on His forgiveness and His life and eternal life that He wants for us. And please, if that's you this Christmas time, if you don't understand what God's gift for you is all about, I want to encourage you to ask yourself, who is Jesus? History proves that this man lived and died and some people said but he couldn't have died because he was still alive and some people argued but he must be dead because I saw him killed on the cross and he can't possibly alive and and all of the arguments that go around his life you know he was rumored to be born of a virgin and he taught these amazing things and he healed these people and all the things that go with Jesus life you've got to ask yourself who is this Jesus if that's you right now and you're asking those questions, I encourage you to have a, go, have a look on our website, cfccolac.com, and you can click on the Got Questions button and it'll take you to a page where you can look at the Alpha course videos and you can find out, it's a whole series about who is Jesus? What is the evidence for who this man really is? Or maybe you've got other questions about, but how could God allow suffering or how could God let this happen or do this or do that? There's a whole other series there called Towards Belief. And you can check that out. Actually, you need a password. It's really tricky. It's capital letters CFC. <laughs> Investigate who is this man? Because it is God's gift to you that he wants you to receive. He's done it all and all he waits for is you to come with faith in him. Actually, the third thing on that uh, website, it's got a link to uh, a TV series called The Chosen which is all about Jesus' life. And it's, it's not Scripture word for word the whole way through, but it just helps you see who Jesus is and what He's done. I encourage you to check it out. Series 3's just started, guys. You can check it out now. The third response we can have is that we can decide in our hearts, God, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that you would choose to come for a sinner like me. And that we can choose to live the rest of our lives in response to what He's done for us. And today I pray that that would be your response. 
this Christmas as we as we do the crazy traditions we have, as we put on the crazy hats and open the bonbons with the funny plastic toys and the crazy jokes, as we eat the Christmas pudding and all those yummy things you're looking forward to, and as we celebrate together, let's remember most of all that Jesus came to give us a gift, that we would be clothed by His love, that we would be crowned with authority, that we would know that we are forgiven, that we have eternity waiting for us in heaven, and that we would be covered in His Spirit, that we would know His presence with us every single day, not just on Christmas Day, not just on Sundays, but wherever we go, whatever we do. That is what God longs for you this Christmas. I just want to invite the band, they're going to come and lead us in another song. And we're going to have communion this morning. I'll ask if the stewards would come and hand out the biscuit and the cup. It's gluten-free biscuit and it's alcohol-free wine if that's an issue for anyone here today. And if you're a visitor, please, we invite you to join with us if you feel comfortable. If you don't feel comfortable, that's fine. But we want to take communion this morning. As we remember, Jesus didn't just come as a baby and stay a baby, but he grew up to give his life on a cross 33 years later. To die is a sacrifice for our sin, that we could be raised with Him and have eternal life. We're going to sing, O come all, no, yeah, O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. We can know His joy and the triumph that Jesus came to bring us today. Maybe we want to stay seated until we receive the biscuit and the cup, and then you can stand and sing it out. Because you can sing it louder when you stand up, can't you? Anyway. Ask the stewards to come and we're going to sing together.